0: time to begin, and wherever you are, whenever you are, and however you happen to be listening, we're so glad you've chosen to tune in to DLC, especially if you're one of our geeks in sneaks, using this podcast to power you through a workout or a run. We're going to be with you in your ear holes for 90 plus minutes of gaming goodness, because DLC is your downloadable commentary for the week, delivered the way we love it to be, and that is complete free Thanks to our sponsors this week, Mint Mobile, Ritual, and Squarespace. Squarespace! They're bringing the show to you, DLC. Of course, the show, all about games in their many forms. Games played on desktops, laptops, and consoles. Also games that involve dice, luck, and cardboard. I'm your host, Jeff Canada, the spell with two wins and one T. And I am joined, as always, by my friend, slash co-host, Slash Nemesis, the guy who's sending warm thoughts out to the world, Mr. Christian Spicer. Hello, Christian.
1: Hey, Jeff. Hey, everybody. I was planning to fly back today. Like this was all like my daughters. It was I'm I'm here. It was always the plan. You know, my kids were like, and I'm like a good dad. So
0: (laughs) yeah, on your daughters, you're blaming it on
1: your daughters. I mean, I mean, look, oopsie. We all get a mulligan, you know, mm. like just pick the ball up, you take another shot.
0: <laughs> hey, if you are listening to us and you are in Texas or part of the country that's having a hard time right now, our thoughts go out to you. We hope we can take your mind off it, be in your ear holes for a little while, but please stay safe, stay warm. I think Texas is probably through the worst of it now, knock on wood, but um, boy, what a rough week for lots of this country. And um We hope you've stayed safe and we hope you continue to do so we're going to talk video games we have so much to talk about what a huge week for video game news blizzcon was this week nintendo direct was this week we got so much to get through and luckily for us we have an awesome guest to do it with you know the dlc always stands for your downloadable canada and your downloadable christian but this week so excited because dlc stands for dad that's listed as colossal because from Mega Dads we have streamer and editor Chris Berto joining us for the first time. Hey, Berto. Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Absolutely glad to have you. Uh, how are you
2: doing? I am. I'm doing well. I uh, I dread going to work tomorrow morning, but uh, besides <laughs> that, I think I'm doing all right. I had a pretty good weekend. Uh, got right. some new, got, got a new phone today. Got my, oh, got my upgrade. Yes. Nice. So I'm doing doing good. My wife got
0: a new phone today as well. Um, let's jump in, get started, because we have a lot to get to, and we'll start the show the way we always do, with Story of the Week. Story of the Week, it's the Story of the Week, Story of the Week, it's the Story of the Week. Story of the Week is the part of the show where we make our case for the most important stories that happen in the world of games this week. You can always submit stories for our consideration by sending us an email to dlcfeedback at gmail.com or by heading over to our Discord, which is 5x5DLC on the old Discord. Fantastic group of folks over there. Or by heading to our subreddit, which is also 5x5DLC.reddit.com. We love hearing from you. We love hearing suggestions for stories. This week, I got to say, we got a lot to get to. And uh, we're going to step through all of it. But, Berto, I'm, I'm curious... Where you'd like to start as our guest, Uh, do we start with BlizzCon or we just start with the Nintendo Direct? Oh my goodness. Uh, You know, let's just go in order. Let's go with the Nintendo Direct, I think. All right. Yeah, it's a little earlier in the week. The Nintendo Direct, lots of news and we'll step through all of it. So, the big end of Direct surprise reveal was Splatoon 3. Uh, That, I think, is is the game that they wanted everybody to walk away excited about. Uh, We have uh, a lot of other announcements in that Nintendo Direct, but let's start at the end. Let's start with their sort of mic drop moment. Announcing Splatoon 3 was uh, announced with a a trailer that was uh, maybe a little understated to start, kind of pedestrian, you know, riding the subway into work (laughs) in this dry sort of post uh, post-environmental apocalypse world that Splatoon 3 is evidently going to take place in. But Berto, were you a, a fan of the previous Splatoons and are you excited for a Splatoon 3?
2: Man, I'm gonna sound really negative <laughs> for this entire Nintendo <laughs> section. Uh, no, actually, I'm not I'm I'm not a Splatoon fan. Um I have played two a small, small handful of times, and not at my own house, at a at a buddy's house when we used to, you know, be able to do that yeah. um <laughs> a year ago. Uh so no for, for the Splatoon three to be the, the mic drop moment as it were for the, the uh for the direct kinda had me scratch my head. I know there's a huge audience for that game. I'm I'm not that audience. I, I'm I'm happy that people who are you know into that are, are gonna get another one. Um i I'd like to see if they refine it, if they just—I I don't know—something about the game has not clicked with me. I'm a—I'll play like Overwatch, which we can get to later, and uh, like um, Paladins. That's kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. Splatoon just doesn't really doesn't do it for me. So fair I enough. don't know. Maybe three. Maybe three will be different. I don't know. Well, I'm always inclined to check something out and, and take a look. But
0: yeah, no, that's fair enough. I mean, I think honestly, it, it, it is targeted audienced toward uh, a younger set. You know, it's it's a multiplayer arena shooter but done in a non-violent way i think intentionally uh, nintendo wants to have it askew younger perhaps uh but christian if memory serves you were kind of into splatoon for a little while but i i also seem to recall nintendo indicating that they weren't really going to support splatoon anymore they kind of abandoned the game i i was a little surprised to see a third title in that franchise come out i i felt like they had turn their back on the splatoon franchise
1: i do love splatoon i have my uh unopened splatoon amiibo on my my shelf right over that i thought about like wheeling over to grab real quick but it's like well i gotta move batman and mario and it's just gonna hang out there for a little bit um i really like splatoon my daughters play a lot of splatoon 2 as well and I I believe if I remember what you're talking about, Jeff, like Nintendo kind of has a track record for it. they put out a game and it gets what two years of online support where it's like regular event and updates And unless you're yeah. Smash, then the big news is new character. Um, yeah,
0: but they, didn't they like didn't they have? I mean, I I should have looked this up. I'm just pulling this out of my memory and I could be wrong here, but didn't they have some sort of organized play that they then just canceled for Splatoon two and they weren't there was some sort of competitive. Um, professional in play or am I making that up?
1: Maybe chat will remember. I don't know. I remember Splatfest and some of those tournaments that they would do. And then they're kind of like, we're kind of done with those and major updates, but that was kind of always, I think the plan or had been the plan to me. It doesn't surprise. It doesn't surprise me that they would do that and then do a new numbered sequel. You know, I I don't think Splatoon three is surprising the way overwatch two was surprising for some folks where it's like, oh, we thought that was going to be the forever game that keeps getting built upon, like Rainbow Six Siege. I think a Rainbow Six Siege 2 would surprise folks at this point. Um, Nintendo seems to have, you know, done those numbered sequels a lot. And Splatoon 3, I don't know what it is. It's different than 2 right now, other than maps. I mean, that trailer had the feels like the first games are, I mean, there is like a larger context about kind of the world and what's happening and the two had the single-player campaign that I thought was pretty engaging and got tricky toward the end, but this, the trailer for three seemed very serious at first, and then it was like, "Yeah, but also Splatoon, blah 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 blah."
0: They're blah, blah. Yeah, like, "They arrived in the city and everything's different now." Uh, yeah, and, and beyond that context, we really didn't get much information as to what would make this one different. Uh, I mean, I guess some of the characters we saw are a little different, but. Uh, You might know better than I, but what would you want as a fan of Splatoon in a Splatoon 3? What are you hoping for?
1: Um, More modes that you can play all the time, like Salmon Run I thought was really fun and refreshing in Splatoon 2. Like What I love about Splatoon 2 is how focused it is. Um, When you go in, you pretty much know what you're playing and you don't have this diverse um playlist that's pulling players. It's like, oh, I want to play this, but everybody else is playing this other, so I can't get a robust game. Like you pretty much just played Splatoon. Um, But I I would like to see a little more diversity in the types of matches they have. And maybe if it even is just rotations. So it's like two months of this, one month of this, two months or something like that. Um, Or on Saturdays, they they test out this. I think that could be really fun. And I'd like to see them build on the um single player portion and i think kind of like salmon run i'd love a dedicated pve um, interesting talk about it later but i really like PVE. i've always loved horde mode um yeah. what was it called in in
0: halo had theirs too um firefight flight fight fight something? Firefight sounds right yeah fire um, teams fire teams and you would fire fight with the Indy Fire team. <laughs> I thought it was called horde mode, so I have no idea.
2: <laughs> anyway, weird, I get I think, yeah, they're I think all a PvE
0: mode, mode, mode in uh, Splatoon would be would, would be pretty cool. Um lots and of then, other and stuff then to more get... unlock- oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry,
1: the I thing unlock- is just like I love I mean the aesthetic and the fashion in Splatoon series has always been great, so I'd love to have more fun with that and and let me dress up my character even more. Um, you know, give me all the animal crossing options, right? Like, let me go hog wild. I would love that.
0: Uh, I guess the other big news, uh, in, in Zelda world is we're getting Skyward Sword HD, which, uh, I actually really like. Skyward Sword. I know it's a low point for a lot of Zelda fans. Um, and they've come up with some interesting ways to incorporate the old Wii remote motion controls because they had the, the nunchuck and the, uh the controller as the your sword and shield in that game and you would actually swing your arm to create sword strikes in certain directions and a lot of the boss fights and, and puzzles were specific to having a specific kind of uh, slash either up and down or vertically or side to side or diagonally and they've come up with a way to do that in the context of playing it on the Switch without motion controls. They're also supporting the detached uh, Switch controllers for the switch that has detachable controllers they they had to come up with a new control mechanic because they removed that functionality from their console which is bonkers but um i think it's pretty interesting they're using the right analog stick to make uh, you can input it based on the direction you're pulling the stick is how you're swinging your sword kind of interesting uh Berto, what do you think of uh skyward sword hd is this another one that kind of not not impressing you no, uh, well, so I
2: do not have a, a, a history with Zelda. Uh, Breath of the Wild is the first Zelda game I ever beat. Um, and I've only dabbled in some of the other ones. Uh, I've dabbled in Link to the Past. I've dabbled in Ocarina. Um, I was really hoping to see Wind Waker. That's the one that I want to play. That's that's kind of, that's the one I want. That's the one I want to play. And I know it's available on the, I think the Wii U, but I and millions of others didn't own a Wii U. So that one's kind of lost to me. Um, I'm going to give this one a try. Uh, I'm glad that they – and again, like you mentioned, they were kind of forced to give it a non-motion control because the Switch lights. They you know, had to find a way to let people play it on that console as well. So I'm looking forward to this one. Um, I, it's, it's in my backlog of things I missed on Nintendo platforms uh, as yeah. many, many Nintendo games are for me um i'm looking forward to it i've yeah. talked to people in the in the mega dads community who said yeah it's you know it's so so it's hit or miss the motion controls with this and that um i won't use motion controls at all it's just not the way i want a game that's why i didn't play much of the wii or the wii u um so i'm looking forward to this
0: one i'm, I'm definitely gonna give this one a shot i think it's a really strong zelda game for like the first third or or half uh and then you start backtracking a lot and it forces you to go back to areas and it kind of bogs down pretty heavily at a certain point And it feels a bit like a slog, but then it picks back up and it has a great ending and a cool final boss fight. But uh, I, I like it more than I think most do, but I do, I think most agree with you Berto that it's, it's not the Zelda game. We're all clamoring or many people are clamoring to see remade or remastered uh, Christian. Where do you sit on the, the scale of skyward sword?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I really loved the first, like you said, third or fifth or whatever of the game it was, and then it started to bog down with backtracking, kind of reused assets and retreading areas, and it felt like a fetch quest within a fetch quest of a fetch quest to kind of really pad the game. I don't use that term often, but it, Skyward Sword really felt padded to me on, on the back end, which was unfortunate, because I think there was a lot of really good stuff there, um, and if it could have been more focused, it. So it's not the Zelda game that I'd be clamoring for. I kind of understand why it's the one they're doing, because as we talked about, they did Skyward Sword in uh, on Wii U. They've you mean done Wind Waker. Oca- we- Wind Waker, sorry, Wind Waker. They've done Ocarina. Like I guess Twilight Princess is one that people were hoping for, and you know, I'd love to see like a. I think people were hoping for a lot of things. One like the big full-on remaster. Uh, of yeah. some of these older games like Ocarina or Majora's remake, Mask, remake, yeah, remake, the remake
0: yes. version, yeah. Yes,
1: um,
2: it also it, it feels like a missed opportunity though too with the 35th anniversary. I mean, they have these other ones that they've already made. I don't want them to go down the Smash Brothers, uh, the, the the Mario one where it was kind of cheap ports, but they kind of had a missed opportunity to bring multiple of these over to the Switch in a in a big collection. I think. I think they're. Hmm. I think it would have been a smarter move. I, they
1: probably are i think they're coming they're just not coming as a bundle maybe the n64 they'll do like a ocarina majora's bundle and then maybe they'll do uh you know a pre wii u bundle like a gamecube bundle or something like that will be wind waker and uh twilight um so i kind of get it i think to me the 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 shocking part about this announcement was 160 bucks i know nintendo is gonna nintendo but 60 bucks yeah, that's what yes. they do it felt like a lot. Coming off the, the 35th anniversary Mario bundle, which I felt like was a good bundle of of three, two great games, and then uh, Sunshine, which I love, but I realize it's not a great game.
0: Um, I literally paid $60 for Super Mario 3D World last week, and I have Super Mario 3D World for Wii U sitting on my shelf. It's visible to me <laughs> the entire time I'm playing the Switch version. but Sitting there on my sh- like sitting there looking at me going... You already have me, but even that's a I think a better
1: value because it has Bowser's Fury. Like that's yeah. what surprised me about Skyward Sword. It, it, there's not like uh, four links attached to it or yeah. something. Like no there's Ganon's it, Fury. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the other thing that surprised me about it was uh, I'm going to overstate this a little bit, but the links they went to kind of say it's good. <laughs> like it's like uh, and and look look look. It's kind of like Breath of the Wild stamina,
0: huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It is funny. Like, I know you guys are super excited for Breath of the Wild too, but there's like parts of this game that are kind of like that. You can get a little bit of that itch scratched. It's a, you, you like know? crafting?
1: You like crafting? You like this game? You what, like this Link?
0: Game. Link is in this one.
2: <laughs> Link. <laughs> I I don't have a problem with. I, I think because I haven't played it like this, it's it's new to me, so. 60 bucks, it's more than I would want to pay for a remaster of any kind. I mean, any remaster except for one that we'll talk about later that I can't wait to get my hands on. That hopefully isn't 60 bucks. But, uh, 40, it's already been announced. We'll get to it. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, yeah. God, thank God. Either way, 60 bucks for a, a new Zelda game for me, good, bad, ah, uh, it is what it is. I'll, I'll play it. Yeah, for 60 bucks, I'm going to beat it. Yeah, 60 play oh, there, the you whole thing. there you go See, For that's, 60 bucks. it's called
0: incentive <laughs> it's called incentive yes. um value proposition yeah uh, yeah i yeah i i'm i'm i think more high on this game than than most but it is one of the my big takeaways from this entire week between blizzcon and uh this nintendo direct is and i tweeted this is uh video games take a long time to make you know they take longer to make than you think uh, always you know a- anything that's good takes longer to make than you think it will and which oftentimes is we longer to make
1: it's just why we crank this
0: podcast out really quickly um, yeah yeah cuz it's not who cares uh but it's also longer to, to take most of the time than the people making it think it's going to take you know so um w- you know when they come out there and they're like hey Breath of the Wild 2 I know we announced it a long time ago and you feel like it's just a sequel it's basically we're just using the same you know, stuff we already made and we're throwing new stuff. It's so far away that not only are we not showing you any of it right now, we're also throwing up a other Zelda game to tide you over because it's not coming soon. You know, um, I think that was my takeaway and, and more power to them, right? I want them to make a great game. I also stand behind my prediction, uh, which I think was this year, that it's not going to be called breath of the wild Two, Cause he called it the breath of the wild sequel, which indicates to me, it's no longer called breath of the wild Two. So that was my prediction. I'm standing by it. I did. Um, you know, oh, go ahead. I'll say
2: you mentioned, uh, announcing something and then it takes forever to, to come back out. Uh, Metroid, um, was a logo. I think a decade ago at this mm, point now, yeah. is what it feels like, and, we're gonna get the Switch Pro before that game comes out, or the Switch Two. Or I the- think so. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So that's my question to both whatever.
1: of you. I ended up I, I put out a, a newsletter after the direct because I was like, it's too long until DLC. I have thoughts. I need to I need to email out right now. So I I wrote up a whole little thing about the direct and kind of my my t- which you can find at tinyletter.com slash christian spicer whatever. But what the distilled thing that I want your christian thoughts Spice or whatever. On, christian Spicer whatever. It's all. Um, do we wish? Where we are now, so with hindsight and all that, do we wish that Nintendo hadn't announced Breath of the Wild colon, the sequel, or Metroid Prime four yet? Or are we happy? I mean, I think they needed
0: to I think they needed to it. say something about Metroid. I feel like they needed to say, hey, we're working on a Metroid, because there was a question mark about whether or not they were working on a Metroid. And the idea that it is a prime Metroid Prime 4, I think that's a good thing. It's cool. It's like, hey, we're working on Metroid Prime 4, calm down. It's gonna it's gonna be here. The Breath of the Wild 2 thing didn't need to be announced, in my in my opinion. I think it could have been a cool surprise. Everyone knows they're working on another Metroid game, or, I mean, another uh, Zelda game. There's no universe in which Nintendo isn't always working on another, Met- uh, keep doing that, another <laughs> Zelda game. Whoops. <laughs> you know, they're always working on another Zelda, right? It just takes a really, really long time. And that's because these games tend to be genre-defining masterpieces, so, yeah, it takes a long time to craft something like that. So I personally would have preferred just don't even mention it until it's much, much closer. But that's that tends to be how I am about everything. So.
2: No, I think I agree completely. Um, the Metroid thing, I was one of the ones clamoring. Give me a new Metroid game. It's it's one of my favorite series from Nintendo. So, OK, cool. We're making one. They didn't have to go five years early. You know, they could have waited till maybe this year, say, oh, you know, we're making one. Um, but I, I do agree that, yes, say, hey, we haven't forgotten about the series. It's not dead. We're not going to do that weird Game Boy, whatever that game was that came out on the 3DS a couple of years ago. I guess more than that it now. It was the DS, uh, right? That, Metroid, was it the DS? Is it that uh, far? Prime Hunters, removed? I think. Yeah, something like that. You know, hey, we're sorry about that thing. We'll make a real Metroid game. Um, but like Jeff said, the Zelda thing—that's kind of a given. They're making a new Mario game too, if if you if you weren't sure. Um, so they don't have to give us a title or it's a sequel or we're making a brand new one or you know. Right. Dry, do do the thing. Give us a six-month lead time. Hey, we're making a new one and it's out in six months. Like that's the announcement, not yeah. hey, there's a sequel in the way and we have no idea when you're going to see it. Because then it just now every year you just. This, nope, not this year. Not, it's just, yeah. Now give it, give it to me in six months out. Okay, cool. New games coming out, which should be all announcements for all games.
0: I agree, by the way. I, I mean, we've been all games staunchly in favor of that on this show for a long time. Um, but you know, there are other factors to consider marketing and uh, awareness and all those campaigns that you know, we're not experts in. So you know, there's a lot of people who listen to zero video game podcasts that need to be informed of these things well in advance. So you know, um, okay. Lots of other stuff in the Nintendo direct, uh, Burrow, Do you have another favorite? I'll, I'll list off the other things that were mentioned or the marquee things that were mentioned. Mario call, uh, excuse me, Mario golf, super rush. Yeah. Project triangle, which looks fascinating. Uh, there's a demo out now. Uh, Star Wars hunters, which was teased. We don't really know much about the Ninja Gaiden. Master Collection, which is uh, a collection of all the Ninja Gaiden 3D games on Switch. Uh, Metopia, which is uh, bringing back another older game. Um, Legend of Mana is getting a remaster. Stubbs the Zombie, <laughs> which kind of out of nowhere, uh, coming to Switch. Uh, no More Heroes Three got a date for August 27th. Uh, a game called Neon White was announced, and Knockout City. So, of those, Burdo. Do you have a, a particular favorite or a couple of favorites? Yeah, I I would have said the Star Wars Hunters. I'm a huge uh,
2: Star Wars fan. You can see Darth Maul right behind my head over there. Um, but we don't only think about the game. It was it was almost it was almost a Metroid thing. It's like, hey, we're making a Star Wars game. That license is out of EA's hand. Another Star Wars game coming to the Switch. But I don't really know what that game is. Um, so what's le- Mario Golf is probably the one that has me the most intrigued. I, I like. I like golf games, I like Mario Golf, I like Mario. Um, the 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 Super Rush that mode that they kind of demoed off yeah. seems interesting. Like the the title Rush to the Thing that seems interesting. That's like a cool spin on a on a golf game. So for me, that's probably the one that that has me most intrigued. Uh, outside of probably the Skyward Sword thing, which you know
0: I'll get to at some point. Yeah, yeah. When Star Wars Hunters came up. I immediately went. Oh, we're on a Nintendo platform. Is this Monster Hunter with a Star Wars skin? Is that what they're going to show us? Am I going to run around hunting down Rancor monsters and Bantha and like? Is that what? Is that what they're making? That could be incredible. And then, of course, it doesn't seem like that that's what at I want all. now. Yeah, I, no, now that's what I want. So I thank want you. Can you Star you make Wars game. Yeah, I want Star Wars. Can Monster you go Hunter. make that? <laughs> I'm available. Hire me. Uh, but. It's not, it sounds like it's going to be a third-person arena shooter or some sort of multiplayer-focused... Well, it's, exp- it's, it's, it's,
1: it's zenga and it's free-to-play. And it's also coming to mobile. like I didn't know that. You can make... Uh, that's what's Temporary weird. to so- <laughs> expectations. It's really, it's really weird, right? Because I do think, and I think justifiably so, often, free-to-play has a connotation to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, free-to-play... Shooter on mobile currently describes Fortnite, PUBG, Call of Duty, uh I mean leaked, rumored to be soon Apex Legends. Like, those are great games. Great games. Um so I don't know when that conversation changes, but I do think some studios and a lot of mobile games and a lot of free to play games, rightfully so, um, are awful.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's yeah. so like this announcement. I kind of went like, they said Star Wars. I'm gonna. Uh, mm, uh, I don't know yet.
0: <laughs> well, so Christian, do you have a, a couple on there that piqued I mean, your interest? It's
1: Mario Golf. I yeah love Mario Golf. I love the old uh, GBA games, especially the Camelot games. And I've kind of scratched that itch over the years. With um, most recently, Golf Story on Switch is fantastic. I think it's available kind of everywhere now. Great indie um and the 3ds mario golf wasn't the strongest in the franchise in my opinion because it didn't have that kind of robust um um rpg campaign almost to it but it looks like this is going to have it i like this the rush mode that they showed the kind of the speed uh challenge because i really have fond memories of playing mario golf on gamecube with friends and hopefully we can get back to that again and um playing on the couch or maybe just with the family but i i really love the mario golf games i've always loved hot shots and and those style of games and i'm intrigued to see how accurate the um nun, no, sorry nunchuck the um joy con tracking is going to be for using as a golf club because with the wiimote plus playing like tiger woods and stuff like that back in the day it was a lot of fun a lot a lot yeah. of fun so i'd love a, a zany silly you know, Mario golf again, where I can also, you know, we can waggle our way around. I think it could be really great.
0: Yeah. And I really enjoyed Mario tennis from what a couple of years ago now, um, on, on switch was really fun and exceeded my expectations.
1: Epic battle though. We We did. Yeah. It was so much fun forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to say that project triangle just aesthetically completely captured me and I checked out the demo, which is, is pretty cool. It's
1: right. It's like that 2d yes, hd right. graphics or whatever but it
0: feels like the next level beyond octopad like they're trying to go further with it it's it's even more beautiful as far as i'm concerned um but i i dig that i like that you know the background is the soft focus very almost um painterly or or uh realistic but the foreground is you know 16-bit uh, pixel graphics it's, it's a it's a cool idea and i think really jumps off the screen and and feels different and, and I, I don't know I'm drawn to that aesthetic very much, so um, if the game is exciting and cool i'm I'm into it uh, yeah, and I like you know I like tactics games a lot, so I'm down for that in a huge way um, yeah, but you know other than that, I think not a huge Nintendo direct for me personally as far as the things that I get excited about from Nintendo. Um, but, you know, it seems like they've got a lot of stuff happening. It feels like another year. I, it, you know, Switch consoles keep selling like hotcakes and Nintendo doesn't really even need to give the, you know, the big pole stuff every year. There's like one or two per year and Switch keeps selling like like crazy and I think a lot of that is because they smartly embraced the indie scene, you know, having a physical copy of 80s as part of this uh an, uh this direct announce i think is smart right this is this is a game that should be in the hands of people that you know won't download stuff from the store that only buy stuff from game stops and best buys uh it, it's a game that's worthy of that treatment and i think um a lot of a lot of the greatest experiences i've had on switch are from indie games so I guess Nintendo doesn't have to do a lot, but it doesn't seem like they're doing a ton of really must have big, you know, triple a 10 pull stuff anymore.
1: I think a lot of the people in the moment. coming to the console now are people who maybe haven't had it. Now, I don't know if it's like pandemic purchases, like people are getting into gaming, wanting to connect more with folks. But if you look at sales, Mario Kart eight deluxe is still skyrocketing along. Um, Mar- animal crossing is still up there. Like they, they have those tent poles and Nintendo tent poles remain tent poles forever and when they stop right. being tent poles they just re-release them and they're tent poles again.
2: Exactly. No kidding. It also helps that, you know, you can buy the Switch yeah. in stores without <laughs> needing <laughs> so Good point. The, it's availability probably probably helps. Uh, I, my my overall takeaway I think from the direct was kind of depressing and, and not I feel as if because I like the, the, the tentpole games. That's that's the Marios, the Zeldas, Donkey Kongs, the Metroids. Those those would bring me to, to Nintendo. The other stuff, the indies and the multi-plats, those are great. But I'm going to play multi-plats on, on another platform. I'm going to play that on the PC or or the Xbox or PlayStation. Um, and the indies are great. I like the indies. I don't play that many of them. A, a lot of them end up coming to Game Pass. So I'll wait six months and play it on Game Pass for, for free, uh, essentially. Um, what I felt when it was all done I was like, man, I'm just not Nintendo's target demographic anymore. Which, at least not, not right now, anyways. Not this year, not last year. Um, and my kids are both too young to really play. I, they play Mario Kart 8 with all the the enhancement things on the cheetah things, the auto move stuff like that. So, w- without with the exception of, of of that game, I just I don't touch my Switch. I don't think I touch my Switch. To, last year more than a handful of times to play with the kids or to play, you know, um like Jackbox something like that when we when we had to have friends over. But that was how I that's how the direct ended for me it was like, oh yeah, no, this is gonna be another year where I don't really touch the switch unless they have a surprise announcement, you know, later on around the E three time frame maybe. Uh, and they say, oh, yeah, we've got something coming out later this year. But yeah, I mean, it's, they gave a lot of release dates. Well, they gave a lot of 2021, coming 2021. They've got a lot coming out this year. It's not a lot for me.
0: Fair enough. Uh, you're right to point out, though, it, it's only February. We're, we, there's certainly an opportunity for more things. And I suspect we will see more things coming to Switch from Nintendo, specifically, um, in this calendar year. And we'll probably hear, I mean, they seem to indicate that they'll give some more information about Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever it's called um, before the end of this year. So maybe around that June time period, we'll see more of that game. I don't think it's coming out this year, but um, yeah, hopefully there is stuff that that entices you specifically. And I think there are a lot of people that were uh, excited about a lot of the stuff here. But I'm, I'm definitely more in that camp than not, right? There, there's nothing I'm you know, got to play from this list personally. Um, but I think there's it's a strong showing. It was, I thought it was a fairly strong showing, diverse showing, lots of different kinds of games. Uh, and I appreciate that in Nintendo Direct.
1: But also, uh, that's good. Like, too many games. It's just, too many games. yes, like, if you're telling me there's a big announcement and there's not a game I'm dying to play in the next four months, good. Because there's 20 others that I'm dying to do. Fair enough, fair enough. Experiment. And let's uh,
0: let's let's move on then to uh, BlizzCon line. Uh, but first, I want to thank our first sponsor, which is Squarespace. Uh, if you have any reason to make a website, let me recommend Squarespace. You've probably heard me recommend Squarespace for over a decade because I've been using it that long. JeffCanado.com was built on Squarespace and housed there. I'm happy to use it. Happy to continue to. Recommend it to friends and family, anybody that needs a website. If you have really any reason, if you want to showcase your work, if you want to blog or publish content, even if you want to create a storefront and sell stuff to promote a physical or online business, Squarespace is the place to make your website. You can make it yourself. All you need is an idea. You don't need HTML programming experience. You don't need a lot of money to hire somebody. You can do it yourself based on your idea. You start with one of their amazing templates, and then you just mess around. You start using their tools. They're so simple to use, so easy. It's all drag and drop. What you see is what you get. Just moving stuff around, making it your own, building the site that you want. You want e-commerce functionality to sell anything online? Drop it in, simple, boom, it's there. You want analytics to help you grow in real time? It's there. You got everything optimized right out of the box for mobile. You don't have to worry about that. You don't even have to worry about upgrading or patching anything. That's all handled for you in the background. Could not be simpler. But if you run into any issues, there's always 24-7 award-winning customer support there to help you out. It really is the best way to make a website. You can make it yourself. Head over to squarespace.com slash Jeff sent me. You'll get a free trial. You don't even have to enter your credit card. You can start building your website. Make it. Decide if it's what you want. And then when you've got it looking great and looking exactly as you'd like it, when you're ready to launch, use our promo code, Jeff sent me, J-E-F-F-S-E-N-T-M-E, all one word. You'll save yourself 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. They also sell domains. Great way to buy domains, by the way. Uh, You just plug in what you want. They have over 200 extensions to help you get the right domain name, it's so, so good. Squarespace.com slash JeffSentMe, and the promo code JeffSentMe will get you 10% off. All right, let's talk about line, as they were insisting on calling it. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, I think, the first BlizzCon ever to be completely remote um, i don't Jeff. think
1: oh i thought you were gonna say uh
0: <laughs> not the first one without me it's the only the second one without me i i missed one when my my son was born oh. uh but that's the only blizzcon that i've missed you um, could have
1: named him blizzcon canada um, i
0: could have yeah Bl- BlizzConada. that would have been oh jeez. or blizz for short missed opportunity yeah missed it i missed it um all right next time always <laughs> next be time. branding <laughs> Uh, I missed it the next time, too. I have two kids. Both, I, I ruined it. Um. Anyway, this one completely free, all virtual, uh, no people. I mean, BlizzCon, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of BlizzCon as an event. It's one of my very, very favorite things to attend. Like I said, I, I've gone every single time that they've had one, uh, except for once. And the reason is because it is a really positive place, mostly. <laughs> and it's about people coming together and celebrating these games. It really didn't feel, I mean, yes, there was always announcements and excitement in the opening ceremony and that was cool, but it never really felt like a big PR event. It felt like a gathering of people and fans. And it was about meeting up with your guildmates. It was about playing games together. It was about going to these cool events and the concerts and, it felt more like a party with a bunch of people that had a shared interest than it did uh, a PR event. And even when I was covering it from a PR perspective, I was covering it as a, a person who talks about these things, going to the press room, etc. It still felt like that to me. So removing the element of people actually congregating in a place, um, I thought could definitely have marred it. But I actually thought they did a pretty fair job of... Keeping the focus on interactivity, uh, these Q and A sessions that they they still had um, even remotely, having the developers put together these wonderful packages and and talk about the games as they have in past years, you know, with detail and spe- specificity. Um, I thought th- I thought BlizzCon line twenty twenty one actually uh, came off pretty well. Their their front end portal was really great, and I loved that it was free to everybody. But let's talk about some of the uh, announcements, I think the big two announcements are Diablo 2 Resurrected. I want it. And Burning Crusade Classic. These are the two, Mm -hmm. uh, both had sort of leaked ahead of time, but those are the two big game reveals. There's a lot of specific nuggets about existing games. Uh, World of Warcraft's Shadowlands expansion is getting its next big, content update called Chains of Domination, which advances the story in that game. It looks pretty cool. Uh, we got updates on Diablo 4 and a it. new class. We're going to get the Rogue in Diablo 4, which looks insanely cool. Um, and we got this uh, this Blizzard Arcade Legends game, which is <laughs> repackaging very, very old games from the 90s that Blizzard made in its, in its early years. Uh, in fact, that was put out Already, it's it's available. Was announced and put out uh, in the same moment, but uh, but again, I think the the big marquee announcements: Diablo II Resurrected, Burning Crusade Classic. Both games. Now, this was the thirty fifth anniversary, I believe, thirty thirtieth, 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 yeah, thirtieth anniversary of Blizzard. So I guess you know it's appropriate that a lot of these are looking back. But Berto, what do you think about these? Both of these products are definitely backward looking. Uh, remasters, uh, so to speak, of, in uh, one case, very much a remaster of old games, uh, and not much. Uh, you know, they kept saying over and over, "We have lots of stuff we're working on. We're going to talk about those in a future time." But this was a very much a backward-looking event. What do you, what do you make of it? The absolute highlight of my entire weekend was
2: the confirmation of Diablo II resur- resurrected. Yes. That the That's title? the title. I I I couldn't begin to guess the amount of hours I've played Diablo 2 growing up. I thousands is is the lowballing. I mean, I've I've spent years of my life playing that game. It's what you were doing when you weren't playing
0: Zelda. Yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly.
2: Uh so I had so much time to play exactly. Diablo. Um uh, I I really I can't wait for this. Um, I I probably want to play this more than I want to play Diablo Four as wow. as, as much as that. I really am a huge huge fan of of Diablo Two. Um, it's just one of those games I have a, a lot of great childhood memories of. I was, was probably in my early teens, I think, maybe maybe a little younger than that. I'm not quite sure, um, but I, I played all the time, all the time. And just to be able to revisit that on 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 current hardware, um, wide screen at you know 60 fps, you know 4K visuals. It's gonna have
0: controllers for um, even on PC. Yes, yeah. I'm
1: gonna be the,
2: the the one that speaks
1: blasphemy here. Uh, console Diablo is best Diablo, like controls Diablo. You're not it's wrong. You're
2: really, it's not that, it's not that blasphemic. Um, I was actually, because of the announcement, because of BlizzCon, I downloaded Diablo 3 today and was messing around. Um, and I have it now on every platform. I have it on PC, Xbox, PS4, and Switch. Uh, because I just, because there's no cross progression, which they announced is, is a thing. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that. You have to buy it every time, but that's that's fine. Um, or cross, yeah, it's cross progression progression. Not cross play, which I think is a missed opportunity and I'm sure there's a million legal reasons why they couldn't do that um from the different, you know, console manufacturers or whatever. Um that's for me that's the big one. Um but no, playing on playing on uh controller is fantastic. In fact, when I was playing on PC today, the fact that I couldn't dodge roll away from the environmental attacks made me upset. That's probably the best addition I think that the console uh, that the controller brings to Diablo 3. Um, so I am looking forward to see how they do that with Diablo two, their control scheme is very different. Um, you know, you don't have all the different, you don't have one through four left and right click. You get two, you get two abilities and you got to, you know, change them up on the fly. So I, I'm looking forward to see how they do that for, um, for Diablo two. Yeah. I, I watched a lot of the, the, um commentary the the developer notes on that one specifically i didn't get to watch a lot of the other ones um because i was taking care of the kids over the weekend so the bookmark to watch later but it was interesting watching um how they talked about how they were trying to make a game that was built to run at 25 frames a second and how abilities and buffs are tied to that yeah, frame rate. it's built into the game and so it's like they have to build you know a 60 fps version that runs on top of 20 FPS, and the 20 FPS version of the game has to be running, although it would have to, you know, it would be a remake, a completely redo. And it's they got some wizards over there, at Blizzard, trying to figure out how they're going to make, you know, a 60 FPS version of a 25 FPS game while keeping the 25 FPS game running. Well, in fact, simultaneously, it's like, it seems it's insane. like
0: StarCraft remastered or whatever that was called. Uh, where you can toggle between them. So in, in, live mm. on the fly, it sounds like you'll be able to toggle back and forth between the new prettier version and the old pixel version, which is a uh, pretty cool. And it, and it points to what you're talking about where both are running concurrently, um, which is, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty wild. This is a game. I have vivid memories of buying. I remember so specifically the moment I went to Fry's Electronics. <laughs> I, Sadly, was already graduated from college and living in Los Angeles. Uh, but I uh, I went to Fry's Electronics and 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 purchased Diablo two and, and decided it was going to be the game that I was going to play next. And it completely took over my life for months. I remember that summer just like playing Diablo two nonstop, constantly. It was this weird period where I, I wasn't really covering video games actively, but I was, so I was able to sort of just sp- stick to one game. And that was the game, and it just not many, 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 many hours of Diablo Two very uh very fond memories of that game. so i I'm also excited about this one christian are you uh are you excited for resurrected? Yeah, I'm very excited for it. it is it's a goat,
1: right? It's a goat level game. Diablo sure. Two is a is a goat level game i'm I'm very curious to see as you know we are all olds on this show how new folks coming to it experience it because uh as berto mentioned it's different than three you know it's even different than good three now you know it was very different than original three three tried to change some things and then all those some of those things changed but like two is a it's it's a very different game and if memory serves it's a much more difficult game like three i remember being even when it first launched like pretty easy just to kind of roll diablo 2 like I was grinding. Like <laughs> there were times where it was like, I'm gonna get some carpal tunnel here. This is gonna be. I'm gonna redo this. I'm, I'm not powerful enough. I can't kind of yeah. just run through the campaign, so to speak. Um, so I'm curious to see how how fans react to that because it has that um, new coat of paint on it. I think it maybe think is, is more attractive these, to some people.
0: Do you think these games are really played by people who never played them? I, I suspect that that's a really tiny fraction of the audience who actually buys these. I think they really are nostalgia machines and and I think that's fine. I'm not, I'm not judging it for that. I just, I wonder how many people actually, you know, play this as their first time playing Diablo two.
1: I don't know. I mean, it's weird because it's a PC game. I don't want to like just compare this to Nintendo, but like, you know, it is my daughter's first time playing, um, galaxy like it's right. a brand new they love it it's incredible yeah. they love just running around my youngest just runs around on the on the globes and it just cackles with laughter and i'm like do something
2: <laughs> yeah But so
1: I, I think there is some of that because it, it is going to be we're talking about it i think mainstream outlets are going to talk about it. i think you're going to see streamers playing it so i think there's a really good chance especially in the absence of diablo 4 um coming out anytime around it i, I think there's a good chance people will pick it up
2: I think the fact that it's going on to consoles as well for the first time opens up an audience to people who m- like may like Diablo uh, three in its current or in its you know original form or whatever and want to say hey you know what I want to go back and play you know where did this where did three come right. from because um, one one was on like PlayStation one or something like that um, I vaguely remember the box art um so putting putting you know such a classic game on on modern consoles um opens up you know that whole new demographic of people who don't have or don't want to play games uh on pc you give the controller support um you know the right price tag You say you know what it's a 40 dollar game i think it's a 40 dollar game um then you know what hey it's it's a it's way in i can check it out i, I think um I mean, yes, mostly it's a nostalgia <laughs> play. I mean, I'm I'm getting it yeah. <laughs> immediately. I'm going to stream it immediately, as you mentioned. Um, but, you know, my wife's never played it, and it's going to be a game that if I can convince – she plays Diablo 3 with me on, on the Switch. If I can convince her to, to go back and, and play 2, I'm going to for sure. So
0: Well, we'll yeah, I mean, I, I think this exposes my newest, latest, best tendencies because I came out of BlizzCon really excited about Diablo 4. And it looks uh, great as much as to, it looks amazing. amazing. The open world stuff (laughs) that they showed in the deep dives, the, the first of all, the rogue looks sick, uh, but also Mm -hmm. the, the open world stuff and how they're pushing that angle of, of really making the game uh, about exploration. I mean, Diablo's in the past randomly generated maps by nature needed. You needed to explore them to find things. And they were, Certain dungeons and things you would find it by searching the maps. But this one, the way that they have, you know, they've added mounts and you're it's blown out the size of things and you're, you're going, it's basically like Assassin's Creed, but done from a top down perspective with Diablo on top of it. You know, you're, you're going to these camps, you're liberating camps in order to create new, uh, new waypoints that you can move t- through. And it, it just looks, so awesome the the talent trees and the way that they are adding customization to everything and you and you can completely customize how you play your character how your character looks it's i'm like i want that game so bad man i'm, I'm so excited for four
1: i'm overstating it i'm really looking uh, but like it almost this is an overstatement but it almost looks like they built a whole other game on top of Diablo. Like it don't, it's like the what that open world stuff and it's like and just, and then you go in Diablo. And then you come out yeah. and you Diablo. And it's yeah. this. And then over here, yeah, then there's this instance dungeon. But by instance I mean that's 15 hours. And <laughs> you're just yeah, like, oh just my God.
2: So good. It looks it looks incredible. The rogue they, they announced looked all I watched you mentioned the 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 mounts. The the dismount that rogue dismount yeah. that animation That that ability is just – She leaps up off the top of it and just rains the arrows. Oh, my goodness. And then being able to do – for the rogue specifically, they say, oh, well, you can imbue all your abilities with shadow or poison or fire or ice. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Talk about an overpowered character right out of the gate. That's going to be amazing.
0: That it looks really good, but it lo- yeah, again yeah, games it looks really, really take a good. long time to make, and it looks like Diablo Four ain't coming anytime soon. I mean, I think I think that's one of the reasons we're getting Diablo Two resurrected is a, just like Nintendo's doing. It's a stopgap to tide people over to get them excited about Four um, Burning Crusade Classic. I, I'm assuming neither of you guys are WoW people. Um, you are wrong. No? Okay. no, I love.
2: Oh my goodness! I'm not paying it now because I just simply don't have the time, and I don't want to play a subscription fee for a game that I can't play. When I play WoW, I don't play to have fun. I played a raid. Ah. I was it when I when I did play. I played for eight and a half years straight. I played when I was deployed. Wow! I brought a laptop with me. I I found a way to make the internet work good enough where I could play a range. I played a warlock for the 18 month deployment. Wow! Raided with my guild back in the states. I was—addicted is not the word I should use on a podcast, but I was for every—I was addicted to this game. I love—it's my favorite game of all time. Nice. To this day, World of Warcraft is my favorite game of all time, and BC is the pinnacle of Warcraft rating. It just
0: is for me. Second only to Wrath of the Lich Yeah, I, I think, honestly, there is something special about BC, right? I, I, for me, mm, it's the, it's it's the, the same thing. I played vanilla. I played my character to 60 in vanilla. I loved it. I was so in. But BC took it to such a new level. And so many of my favorite memories of that game over its 15 years that I've been playing it are from Burning Crusade. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it was a very special expansion. And you know, I think the the character that endured for me was my Draenei Paladin. Uh, that I still play to this day. I I don't play my vanilla Night Elf uh, Druid anymore, but I still sometimes hop on my old pally. It it was a very special um, expansion. And I think it's interesting that they they could have handled the classic, uh, I guess, branch of releases. You know, they're doing WoW Classic, which is a time capsule of how the game was when Vanilla WoW first launched. You know, when that happened, I was like, what are they going to do? Are they going to step through the expansions? Are they going to go in a different way and expand these games in new directions? Are they just going to keep them locked down because it's about not moving forward, right? The the moving forward is what people were rebelling against when they wanted those old vanilla servers. But it's an interesting uh, philosophy that they're using to allow you, on the same subscription, to play Mm -hmm. classic Vanilla WoW or play uh, Burning Crusade. And you can you can uh pay to have your character cloned and exist in both places so you don't they don't have to you don't have to um take a character into burning crusade if you don't want to you can you know pick and choose it's an interesting uh, option that it's giving players um are you excited about doing this are are you a classic player are you happy to to revisit those old times yeah i so when
2: classic first came out i installed it right away and uh, yeah, I I played um, classic. takes a long time to level. Yes, it does. Uh, it's classic by design. Um, I I remember hitting sixty for the first time. I can tell exactly where I was when I hit sixty on my uh, Rogue Elf for the very first time. Uh, and I, I don't think I'll ever forget that moment. Um, I I played it for a while. Uh, again, it's a time th- it's a time thing. Uh, I have two kids, a full time yeah. job, a wife to you know entertain. Playing Wild WoW Classic is difficult because again, if I'm playing, it's because I want to get to level 60 and I want to go do, you know, Molten Core. I want to go do a I want to go do all these classic raids. And it's a time thing that I just don't have. Burner Crusade, however, that might might force my hand. It might be something that when I'm when I'm not doing the streams, that might be my my new game to kind of play on weekends wow. or whatever. My kids go to bed. It's like, all right, Daddy's gonna. I'm going to level up. I'm going to, I'm going to go take down Illidan because this has to happen now. It is interesting that this, this
0: week between these two huge events, the majority of the things announced are old games that are, that people want to revisit. And I think we're in this period. We've been in the period for a while, right? We've been in the age of remakes and remasters for, for a while now, but it's interesting to me that, that that's where video gaming is to a large extent, but I will also say there was a lot of new stuff announced. Christian, I want to talk to you specifically about Overwatch Two because it made no appearance in the uh, in the opening ceremony, no mention of it almost whatsoever. But during the deep dive, which I hope you got a chance to watch, there was a lot of new information, including a very robust single player mode or or co op mode uh that they've talked about before but i think they showed there will be hundreds and hundreds of missions and mission types um did you get a chance to see any of this christian
1: i did i watched all of it um the tweet i know you're a fan of overwatch yeah, the tweet I put out was like, "Yeah, I'm still very excited for Overwatch 2. Now I need to forget it exists until it's months away from coming out." Because, yeah. like, and, and I, I'm gonna make some Overwatch fans upset right now. I think because I, I sit here and I have my Death Adder Overwatch mouse. I was very into Overwatch at the beginning. I played a lot. lot, 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 lot. Felt like I saw it, fell off. And so I understand that a lot of the hardcore Overwatch community is a little upset right now because this, even in deep dives. There's no attention paid to Overwatch. You know, the, the memes of like it's a dead game. Um, there's nothing added well, or announced that's coming. Try, try
0: being a Heroes of the Storm fan.
1: Well, yes, that too. Uh, and they haven't even announced Hobbit 2. That one hurt. Yeah, Oof. So, uh,
0: <laughs>
2: that, hurt, that hurt really bad. But, I don't
0: want to talk about
1: so it. So I, I, I need to acknowledge that. I realize that there are people out there every day playing Overwatch. It's, it is their life. They have their team. and And I get it. Um so I'm not trying to offend anyone but I'm super excited for Overwatch 2. It is looks like to be adding all of the things that I want to see in uh, a game especially like a numbered sequel when they showed off the skill trees in the deep dive and how you yeah. can customize your character and it's Ooh. like by the end of this and they did the example of Soldier 76 who has whose uh, healing stem is now ranged, but then also has an area effect that pushes enemies away. So he was yeah. like running across a bridge and he pushes some people off. So now they're down below. They and call like, it the snowplow build. Yeah. The snow. Pl- just that alone, being able to area effect and move someone is radical for how that game is played for a character like 76, where it's like, yeah, Reinhardt yeah. has a shield and you can, you can manipulate uh, pinpoints in that game with certain characters. But to have it be someone like 76, and then I can't even imagine what Tracer is going to be. It, it's fascinating to me. So Man. I understand why this game could take a while. I think one of the developers said, like, you know, we have a lot of this done, but also there's a good chance a lot of what we're showing you might not come out. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, yeah. we're still tuning this, but the single player stuff looked interesting. I love how they're expanding the world. I really liked the new looks for the characters, some more than others, but as a as a big McCree fan, I loved what they showed for McCree's kind of updates, and yeah. I, I think it's doing a lot of smart things. I understand. I get that it hurts that it's a sequel, and that it's not Rainbow Six Siege, or it's not this forever game, Um, but it looks like they're putting in the work to add the stuff that gets me really excited, and I just want to wake me up when it's four months away from release.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how it is with a lot of this stuff. This week was these games are going to be awesome. They're not near; they are not coming out anytime soon. But
1: they're not near Automata either. Ad-automata, they are still
0: not automata, near.
1: Automata, automata, da, 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 da. Uh,
0: all right. Well, let's talk about the games that are near and so near that we have been playing them. First, let me thank our second sponsor, which is Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile is. Here to save you money. I mean, after the year that we've been through, saving money should be at the top of everyone's list of resolutions, of of goals for 2021. And if you're still paying insane amounts of money every month for wireless, what are you doing? Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save money. Uh, As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. What? My mobile bill is like 90, 15 bucks a month. Well, how can they do that? Well, because they're online only and they pass those savings, the the reduction, the elimination of traditional costs of retail. They pass that stuff on to you. The savings come right to you. All the plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. You can keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. Christian, I know you did this, right?
1: Yeah, I was going to say um, they sent me uh, a package to play with, and I've been using it. It's probably been two months now going on. Um, granted, I'm not going out into the world to like test signal strength everywhere because like, COVID still has me pretty locked down, but it's been fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Super easy to recommend. It's um, my daily. I'm sitting right next to it. We talked about it at the beginning. I've talked to you uh on my mint plan. Yeah. I, I take it with me everywhere I go. I'm never like, oh I this isn't gonna work. It's been it's been
0: great. Absolutely great. Well to get your new unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash dlc. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D L C. Cut your unlimited wireless bill a fraction of what it was i'm sure mintmobile.com slash dlc all right it is time to talk about the games that we have been playing burdo what has been on your playlist can we talk about how good the end of hitman 3 is (laughs) Yes. I mean, I think I would have appreciated it, <laughs> it more oh, if I had goodness. played the previous games, but... <laughs> I
2: agree, and I'm really mad that I didn't, having having just finished uh, Hitman 3. Uh, I just finished it last Tuesday, and um, that last level is it's, it's really not a Hitman level. That last level, that very, very last little bit, it's so different from the rest of the game. Um, I had such an amazing time with that level, though. It was just a ton of fun. Um, Hitman 3 is amazing. Uh, I'm I'm probably going to go back and and buy and then import 1 and 2 into the the 3 engine so I can get a better understanding of how that game ends and also just to have a, you know more sandboxes to play yeah. around in. Uh, that game is really it, it's really it's really fantastic. Broad, um so I broad just finished spoiler. that.
1: Broad spoiler, broad spoiler, broad spoiler, broad spoiler. Broad 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 broad. Hitman 3 has an incredible secret ending which if you haven't experienced it I recommend pulling it up and at least watching it. Now I gotta Google how to do it. Broad spoiler over. That is all. Oh man. Oh man. I'm gonna have that, to go do it now. That, I have to.
0: That game is really extraordinary. It just the mm-hmm. the breadth of every single level, the the number of different options you have all the time. And every moment you have so many options. There's so much to discover. There's so many nooks and crannies that have wonderful things waiting to, not to just discover, but to provide new options for you. You know, that's what's so extraordinary about these games that I have discovered, having been a much late to the party fan (laughs) of the Hitman experience, is that it it really is about providing new options. And I've said many times that video games uh, options are what make them fun, making decisions, making choices. And the fact that this game constantly gives you a huge array of choices, and then the reward system is about providing additional choices for you. And that, I don't know of another game that really does that. Um, Most games, the reward system makes the choices that you've already been making more powerful or or more potent, but this actually provides new gameplay opportunities when you explore, when you discover and that is pretty cool uh it really is an engine for creativity go ahead i'm sorry yeah
2: no i say it's one of my favorite things you you go through your first of all i found out that i'm not creative uh, at all uh i was i absolutely followed the like the planned missions that you that you find and say okay well now go do this go do this go do this i did that all the time, unless I screwed up. And then it was like, okay, well now I'm going to get a one star on this because I'm finishing the mission, not restarting. And everybody is now the target. <laughs> I don't just gonna care. Mow them all down? <laughs> it's, it's basically, <laughs> yeah, I, I turn every level into the last That's level, funny. basically. Um, but what I like so much about it is, you know, you go through, you, you, you follow one of the missions or however you want to do it. And the more you explore, the more you take your time playing through each level, You beat it. You get your score. It's like, okay, well, now you've unlocked this. You can start here. You can start here. You can start here. You can now start with this weapon because you found it. You can start with this gadget. You can can have this item already hidden in this location. So when you need it, you know it's there already. And then that next time you play it, even if you wanted to do the same story beats again, the way you got to that would would still be completely different. Because of how you infiltrate the mission. It's just it's just so good. It's it's um, fantastic. I, I had a really, really I'm good really time. I'm really glad
1: with it. that three connected um, with a lot of people or got like press media bumps, I think, largely because of the second level and, and it's easy to write about and, and encapsulate kind of that knives out clue style level. But I think what this most recent trilogy kind of struggled with for some people Is that it's like, what kind of game is it? You know, it's a third person action stealth game. I don't really like those. Well, I mean, it's not that. I mean, it's that, Yeah. but it's nothing like that. Well, what is it? Well, you know, you don't want to get caught. Okay. But, but you got a plan. I don't really like that. I just want, but it is that, but it's not, it's like, it's, it's hard to kind of wrap. But I think Mm -hmm. for me, Hitman and 3d Mario games and a few others are the type of game where Jeff, you mentioned like how it rewards you, like these games almost reward you by finishing a level. By then, saying "Go play it again." It's like you, you get through it once, and you get the shine at the end, and you're like, "Oh, I can beat that level." And then the game's like, "No, you didn't. This is the real level." And you're like, "Oh, that's yeah. the level." <laughs> and Hitman yeah, does it really I, well.
0: I, I, I'm not motivated hugely to replay the levels. I mean, I am a bit, but not. That is not even really what I'm talking about. I, I, I'm talking about the, the moments where you'll go, you know, you'll overhear a conversation of somebody talking about you know oh well the thing is on the fritz and then you go and you find the thing and it's like oh you can open this if if you've got a crowbar it's like oh well now i want a crowbar where where can i find that or you know you'll if there's a fuse box and all you need is a fuse and who know, who knows what'll happen and you overheard a cool conversation about how precarious this thing was leaning on the top of something and it's like ooh i definitely want to do that it it's constantly revealing new creative ways to do the thing, even in the context of the single run of the level. And that to me is what's so exciting is that it is this massive sandbox. And I think to your point, Christian, about people describing it and going, eh, that was totally me. And even when people are like, well, it's actually really a puzzle game. And I'd be like, that doesn't even really sound better. I, I like puzzle games, but it just, it's like a puzzle, it just makes me feel like, oh, I have to figure out the stealth Route between here and there, and it's a puzzle. And uh, I don't want to do any of that. So, like, all the descriptors that I'd heard applied to these games before I actually gave them a shot, this, this new version of Hitman, uh, I think did them a disservice. It's none, it's all of those things and none of those things. Mm-hmm. It's,
2: it's, it's exactly that. Yeah, it's, um, you, you mentioned it, you know, walking around the space and if you happen to be in this space, you'll happen to hear this conversation that will happen to lead you to this thing. And if you didn't go there, you're not gonna go find the thing that can fall and and you know crush the target. You're gonna find a completely different. And you know I played it, and a couple of my friends have played it. And even following the main story missions, like I mentioned, getting the the way we got there was entirely yeah. different because we just went through different paths and heard different. You know conversations or you know picked up a, a yeah. document or whatever that said oh well you can go do this like oh well i'm gonna go i'm gonna go try that and if i you know it's just it's just a wonderful it wonderful really game um and uh before that i beat cyberpunk that that's a great game if you have a pc that can run it uh now i'm playing assassin's creed Valhalla. i'm really late to a lot of games i play a lot of games not really that late kind of man. it's not that late
0: these games came not, out not really november like three months ago
2: I feel like a slate. I feel like a slate uh, compared to everybody else that I know in my circle. You're like, oh yeah, no, we beat that. You know, the week it came out because I have no kids and yeah. responsibilities. <laughs> Must be nice. Uh, I'm I am just now getting through started with uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I am probably maybe ten hours in uh, to that game, which I believe is the first two percent of the game, from what I've heard uh, on a never ending game, um, and then. Uh, I, I play a bunch of random stuff um, on the on the Megadad's Twitch channel. I just stream everything and anything. We just did uh, Overcooked 2 with the community. Um, last week we did um, Halo multiplayer. We we do uh, Brawlhalla, uh, which is a nice community game. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. So for me, I'm playing Assassin's Creed, but then I'll, I'll play whatever is kind of voted on, you know,
0: I'd love to do. dig a little bit into Cyberpunk 2077 because, you know, it's a game that I bounced off of pretty hard, and I think Christian did as well. So we haven't talked about it in quite a while, which is really hard to even fathom with how anticipated this game was for both of us and for the world at large. And now, you know, here we are just a few months later, it's, I, I, I don't even think about it. There's no There's no brain space that it's taking up. Can I but mention you have-
1: something real quick here before – I want to get to this too, but on Cyberpunk, it happened as I was uh, just going for a walk last night, and like the pot, sometimes my phone – like the podcast app opens, and it like I guess I'd restarted my phone, and it started replaying the last podcast I was listening to, which was actually you, Jeff, on What's Good Games, and your episode was you guys talking about Cyberpunk, and I forget who it was, but you or Andrew or someone was like – because it was about the leak – and about like yeah. physical copies being out. And one of you said, uh, I, I take the game out. I, I just want to play it right now, bugs and all. Like, I'm that excited <laughs> for it. And I was just like, <laughs> what, what a I, weird thing to randomly pop into my head like two days yeah. ago. I
0: of- <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. Be uh, yeah. careful what you wish for, I guess. I,
2: uh, <laughs> no kidding. I really enjoyed it. Um, I got. 40 plus hours of, of gameplay out of it and, you know bugs and all uh i actually have a we, we put up a review for it um in fact we put up a review specifically because i had gotten through it after patch 1.1 1. 1 or whatever and it was kind of a like well we're going to review the game after the fact with the bugs in its current state after it's been out you know for two months and, and had its big uh january patch and um I, I liked it. Um, it's not the game that you know I that I thought it was going to be or wanted it to be. Even um, the story went in places that I didn't expect it to go into. Um, but I I really enjoyed my time with it. I mean, a- after the the first big patch, the the one point one patch, a lot of the um, a lot of the crashes stopped. I mean that was the big thing that that yeah. I had to deal with because uh, I played it on PC. So um, with some of the, and I have I have an RTX card, so like DLS 2.0, crank that thing up to, to 1440. I was getting 60 frames a second. I mean, I was, it, it looked gorgeous. I had some ray tracing going on. Um, and besides some uh, total hardware crashes, I mean, it didn't just crash to my desktop. It would crash my, my PC outright, and it, and it was the only game that was doing that. Um, but once I got through, once I realized, listen, I'm not going to wait for, Patch 2.0 or whatever you know the game of the year edition if they have the golf to call it that at some point I want to play it now I've I've waited for this game I I, the game runs it's stable for the most part on PC you know minus the crashes so I played through it and I I I really enjoyed it I played as kind of a stealthy character I used a lot of the quick hacks I I very rarely fired uh, my weapons at all Um, in fact I got to a point where and, and I I won't discuss any spoilers obviously but I got to a point late in the game where because of the build that i that i was using and, and kind of, kind of how cyberpunk lets you use the quick hacks and the camera system which the camera system acts as an extension right. of the player so if if you can see the an enemy through the camera you can hack that enemy and based off my particular playstyle i was a I was taking entire rooms of of enemies out in two or three abilities i mean it felt really overpowered it felt kind of disgusting uh, at the end i i feel like if i had gone in with like a guns blazing ability or, or or build um some of those combat scenarios would have taken much 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 longer would have been much more difficult i would have died i would have reset and um no i i, I really i enjoyed the game um the ending was not at all what i expected and obviously i won't get into that here um but I think it's a great game. I think there is a very good game to be had when they finish <laughs> it, um, when Cyberpunk gets around to finishing the patches, getting the bugs worked out, allowing console players to play the game, you know, at, at frame rates, at frame rates that aren't, you know, double to twenty-five frames Man. a second uh, frame rates. Um, no, it's a great game. I really liked it. I will play it again. I think uh, after the the. Whatever patch that is, maybe in a year or so, uh, play it again, go through it with a completely different build and make different decisions because I feel like those decisions had an impact. And I won't know until I play it again or talk to people who have had a chance to to play the game and make di- different decisions and see what yeah. endings other people get. I don't I don't know anybody else that I have talked to that's played it and beaten it yet. There's a few Mega Dad community members that are working their way through it also on PC, so – I'll have those conversations when right. it's when it's time, I suppose. But I liked it. it it's a good game. It's not, you know, the genre defining game that I really was hoping that uh, City Project Red yeah. was going to deliver. Um, I think maybe they went bigger than maybe they should have after Witcher Three. Witcher Three is a huge, huge game, um, and I think maybe they tried to go the step between Witcher Two to Witcher Three was yeah. massive, right? And I think they tried to do that again. And maybe this one should have should have cooked a Look, little bit longer. Super to, to Mario do that.
1: Sunshine is a good game. It's not 64. It's not Galaxy. I get it. It is a good game. Developers that make goats can occasionally make good games. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess
1: it, they all can't be. They all can't be. Cy- you know, ten out of yes, ten. Cyberpunk games. Cyberpunk is can't a be. good game that I. It, I almost, Jeff, almost played again this weekend. It's still on my really? desktop. It's sitting there, and I, I was feeling the
0: urge. You're never playing back. it again, Christian. You're never playing <laughs> it. Again. You're never playing it again.
2: Yo, no, play it again. Let them fix it. And it's a solid seven and a half out yeah. of ten well, games. Anybody
0: got time for that?
1: I might go higher than that. It's. I think it's a very good game that right now very few people can play, and I think that's a big problem. I agree. With it.
0: In a world of, it feels like seven and a half out of ten. is not going to get it done. For but 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 okay, you know I I um I can respect that, and I'm glad you enjoyed it for for sure. For me, going into it, I was like, you know, I I don't think I'm going to enjoy the tone of this world, but I'm certain that the mechanics are going to. Bring me, bring me the joy, and I'm gonna love the way the interactions of everything, all the systems fit together. And for me, the sad reality is, you have to love the tone, right? Because the systems, the systems aren't great, and that to me was the biggest disappointment. I thought there's no <coughs> universe in which CD Project Red isn't gonna nail the systems interactions, and it's gonna feel, it's gonna, it's gonna be a really interesting mechanical world like how things the upgrade paths I'm gonna be fascinated by all that the interaction of all the stuff's gonna be really cool and I will move through it and kind of be able to the the tone will be more palatable because I'll be enjoying this the interactions so much and it turns out that the interactions I think are a little flat the systems don't really work together that great it doesn't it's not doing anything special in that regard so you kind of have to love the tone because what they're there to do is tell you that story. And I, I just, I'm so I'm just completely uninterested, personally. But I'm super glad you're enjoying it and have enjoyed it and completed it because, um, you know, I'm I'm glad that things are enjoyable. <laughs> All right, Christian Spicer, what's on your playlist?
1: So I went back to the wonderful world of Valheim, which, Berto, I think you might've mentioned, you said Valhalla, but I think it's because you already had said Valhalla and then you said Valhalla again is great to play with friends. Did you have you played Valheim? Did I? Oh, okay. I have well, not. Never mind. I, I have not.
2: No, Christian assumed you misspoke, but you I'm did tired. not.
1: I'm like, I'm playing Valheim. Everybody be playing Valheim. Um.
2: No, Valhalla is the better of the two probably maybe i don't know uh, i have I no mean, idea i haven't played it i, I have played to speak
0: on. uh valley surf and skate is what i played I, my vol game no i'm just tnc kidding. uh very good game oh it's well, um, yeah, not valley anyway, whatever. <laughs> sorry we, i
1: i re- went back played again with uh my stream group of friends that stream is still up on my twitch both of those i think are still up if you want to see our our misadventures and it, it it remains a right game right time fixing those things i played some uh with friend of the show big time hollywood director um former he did the show uh totally rad show jeff i don't know if you know it um i, I heard it was the,
0: incredible
1: yeah where are those guys now i only know what one of them's doing
0: two um, of them are very successful
1: <laughs> uh but i played some with dan one of, and it was
0: a third was, of them talks to you every week <laughs> oh this <is> the most <laughs> successful one thank you that is a lot of friendship and love right there. I tell you what, <laughs>
1: the most successful person gets to spend ninety minutes plus in my ear holes every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so much fun, man, playing with like the kind of regular group I've had now of three, um, and then pl- jumping into Dan's world for a little bit and and seeing like where he set up his home and where he was in his discoveries. And um, on both instances, we I did kind of my first uh, dungeon uh, and. The way it kind of procedurally generates things and the hijinks that can happen are, are very fun. Like The first one we went into um, with the larger group, it was full of the resources we need. It was like, oh, my God, this is a bounty. We came out of there. Everybody survived. We came out of there with so much good stuff, and we were tinkering, uh, you know, building out our settlement or whatever. And then we are like, let's go do one more because we started getting greedy, right? <laughs> we went to the second one that we found because uh, JP had found like two on the map. And we go over to the other one, and we go down, and it's just like two rooms, one skeleton, nothing there. And it's like, what is this? It's like you load into it. It's like now entering whatever it's called, like the grave digger or whatever. Like It's like souls of the graves. And we were like, here we go. And it was like one guy's like, hey. Eh? <laughs> That's fine. There's like nothing good. But that experience was still really fun, and it has me – Clamoring, What I think Valheim has done really well now is that I'm clamoring to carve out time to play it solo so that when hmm. I get back on um, with the crew, I can be like, look what I did. Like, look at look at our kiln now. Look at our forge. Look, look metal weapons for everybody, you know, like right. that kind of stuff. Um, and so I think that's how I know it's kind of got my hooks in me where I want to make it pretty, you, you know, and, and do, the, do the work in between sessions. And then I want to play with more other people to see what their experiences are like and kind of what those first discoveries are. It's a, it's a special game that, to me, um, does a lot of what other games have done before it, but is able to add just that little bit of right game, right time, and then that little bit of je ne sais quoi that makes it, I use this comparison a lot, but it makes it kind of that Horizon Zero Dawn of like, yes, mm-hmm. not wholly original, but the way all these pieces come together, um, and maybe it just speaks to the nostalgia in me with like the demade graphics a little bit, but if you haven't checked it out and you think maybe the hype is is too much, I I really recommend Valheim, even this early access state. There's a lot of fun to be
2: had.
0: Three million copies in its first week. So a lot of people. It is the game of the moment. It is for the sure. game of
2: the moment. So I will I will check it out because you've recommended it now specifically. And then also uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was the game of the year that year. So just, I believe, I believe we awarded so that, hand, didn't we, Christian? We did. Yeah. It, it was the absolute game of the fantastic.
0: year.
1: Fantastic. So very different style of game. Valheim is a very different style of game than Horizon Zero <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure, sure. If you yeah, love yes. Horizon Zero Dawn. You mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. You'll love. Very different.
1: Uh, and the other one I mentioned earlier, I'm playing more Bowser's Fury. That's kind of what, honestly, I mean, a bunch of things, but I was going to go play Cyberpunk here, shut in my office. And my kids were like, do you want to go play more Bowser's? And I was like, yeah yeah that sounds fantastic um
0: dude my kid's mind is blown by that game he just constantly talks about it all he talks about he wants to know the names of all the bad guys in mario world i'm like no one cares about there's (laughs) no one that knowledge is going to suit you zero in your life son no one cares that you know that they're called uh snow pokies or whatever
1: guess guess what i'm getting your son for his next birthday i'll give you a hint starts with poke ends with yeah that's what
0: i keep saying to him like you need to get into pokemon he just needs to learn to read you know Come on, four-year-old, learn to read already.
1: Pokemon was the vehicle (laughs) for reading for a lot of kids. Um, Yeah, that's true. uh, Back to Bowser's Fury, um, I mentioned this, I think, last week. It's, It's incredible, the way it kind of builds upon 3D World and the way it adds that open world you know you can kind of connect between these it it feels kind i keep having like different things that i'm fidgeting with in my hands um it connects it it feels kind of like an amusement park where there are these little bespoke little islands these little lands that have their runs where you can get your multiple um shines and then you can see how they all kind of relate to each other thematically where it's like the ice is over here and then over here um and what that game does really well as we, we talked about earlier i alluded to is Opening up multiple runs, similar to Hitman, you'll go through and you'll get a shine, um, and then it tells you what the next one is, and you're like, oh, there's so much more level here than I even. And then you'll find a secret, and you'll be like, there's even more level here. And just going back and replaying the same course again over and over, such a delightful experience. Um, that Bowser's Fury uh, and and Valheim have consumed consumed my week they're just both absolute joys
0: sounds cool man uh yeah i've been playing a lot of a lot of that game uh, with my son as i said uh, but i've been playing a lot of other stuff too um i finished immortals phoenix rising this week um i was about a little over 45 hours uh, lots of stuff i didn't do lots of things left undone but i'm in love with that game the end of that game is so good it is this huge open world where you are, you know, very much like Breath of the Wild, and I know a lot of people criticize the game for lifting a lot of its concepts from Breath of the Wild, and they'd be the first people, I think, to admit that. In fact, in the context of the game, they admit it. There's one point very late in the game where you run into other soldiers and, like, some of their mau-mau, their little, you know, random vocal lines. One of them, uh, you hear a soldier just go, like, my weapon keeps breaking. Am I doing this wrong? You know, it's like, clearly... (laughs) Shouting out to Breath of the Wild. Um, nice. But, uh, you know, you are... The, ostensibly, it's this big, you know, uh, Greek god pantheon thing, and you are uh, trying to uh, save four gods in, in each of the major continents. Uh, you are saving a god, and then reassembling them in the Hall of Gods in the central central hub. um and then once you do that, and it's this big open world, you can do that in any order. It's, there's lots of things to do in the meantime to power yourself up, all kinds of, of these uh, vaults to go into that are puzzles that, you know, give you just numerous different kinds of currencies that'll level your character up and get you more and more powerful on a, a variety of ways. And then after you've, uh, done all the gods, you unlock this central mountain, this big snowy mountain. You haven't been in the snow before at any point in the game. The snowy mountain opens up, and all of a sudden, the game becomes this linear ascent of this mountain. And it is so cool how they've built you up with all these traversal options and all these different ways that you can get around and do anything in any order. And then the way, the, from a game design perspective, how they focus you in and make you ascend this mountain in a linear way. It's so cool, and it, it feels like this crescendo that is happening that brings you to the end of the game. I just—I was so enamored with, with the way the game ends, and then the final boss fight. It utilizes all the things that you've you've attained it has all the gods coming in and and playing a part in the final fight it's so great i'm not going to spoil anything but man i cannot speak high enough of immortal's phoenix rising i hope that game gets a sequel oh. i absolutely enjoyed every single second i had with it from start to finish it did not wear out its welcome with me at all i just it constantly kept adding new wonderful things even toward the end that i thought were so entertaining a a pure fun experience
1: it's going to get a sequel but before you can play it assassin's creed one remastered is going to come out you'll have to play that you know the assassin's creed that nobody really wants but everybody recognizes (laughs) yeah i i do you
0: think you're going to finish that game christian yeah
1: i tell myself yes but no i mean it's like i want to finish it i i legit want to finish cyberpunk Um, so I'm looking at the release calendar coming up, and and maybe there's a time in there. I think I'm probably like two thirds through. Um, and I've been mainlining, I think more so than you did in Immortals. So it's one of those games where like that's what I'm going to play, and then for whatever reason I don't. Um, I don't know.
2: It's so good. It's it's next on my it's next on my bucket list. I've got it installed on on uh, on my Xbox. But I, I had to make a decision to play Assassin's Creed or Immortals. And I went with Assassin's Creed first. Uh, thematically, it just spoke to me more. Uh, but that's on my bucket list. And then I got to go back through and do Ghosts. I've just got a lot of huge open world games yeah. that I already don't yeah, have time. Big, big games. <laughs> don't have time I honestly to think... Those are those are, those are the ones that speak to me. It's just They're those great. big They're open world games. games. Those are what yeah. draw me yeah, in. I honestly yeah.
0: think that if the character designs for Immortals were a little different, a little more realistic and less exaggerated and cartoonish that more people would have taken to the game i think honestly i think that turned a lot of people off uh, i know there are people that don't like it because of how close it is to breath of the wild you were never going to get those people but i think there is a large group of people that maybe overlooked it because they they saw the the exaggerated caricatures of the of the characters and um were turned off and i think that's unfortunate i i'm really Bummed out by that because the game is is very special. I think it's really good. I mean, it's 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 what I wish Breath of the Wild was. I know it's blasphemy, but I it's what I wish that game was.
1: Can um can I uh admit something though, as I say I don't have time because I keep I've mentioned around it. I've been playing God of War again and it's really good. On it's, PS5? Yeah, that update's real nice. Like yeah, I, I don't yeah, I never want to like devote time to talk to it, but like please know when I say other games we consumed all my time. And then here in a couple of weeks, I'll make, and I finished
0: all the Valkyries. <laughs> I put the, I put God of War, the, the remake of God of War, or not remake, but the new God yeah. of War. I, I put that game uh, number one all time for myself. As have, far you, as like, have
1: you played with it with the patch?
0: I haven't tried it on PS5 yet. No, I have not. I, maybe I'll do that. Um, but it is. There are worse
2: games. There are worse sure. games to for go sure. back to. There, <laughs> there are worse games you could God. spend your time um, with, trust me that's a
0: that's a, a couple of other games game. on my playlist i want to mention uh got an email a couple of weeks ago from ernie 4 uk who gave us his review of deep rock galactic which is a game i have completely overlooked and then there was a steam sale and so i picked up deep rock galactic making the biggest mistake of all time because i didn't check that it was on xbox game pass <laughs> it's on it's on pc oh, no. uh, pc game pass too evidently uh, and i so i already had it anyway but i bought it at a cheap price on the steam sale kicking myself for even spending the money but it turns out to be a really fun game deep rock galactic you play dwarves a team of dwarves is a multiplayer game where you are delving deep underground uh defeating enemies collecting resources that you can then bring back out and upgrade yourself. And it's kind of um, a mix between Left for Dead and Minecraft because every part of the, the cave that you are digging through, the, the mine that you are mining, is deformable, is destructible. You can burrow through any wall, hit stuff with your pickaxe and break stuff. So it's very Minecrafty, where you can just break stuff and go anywhere you want. Uh, and discover, you know, nuggets of of gold and other minerals. But there's, and and there's bad guys waiting for you that you have to get through. But there's also this cool, like, um, classes. You have different classes of doors. There's four different classes that can do different things in different ways. And you need a sort of diverse team in order to be most effective. And specialists in various ways can do cool stuff. And man, it was fun. It was fun. I too was playing that game. With friend of the show Dan Trachtenberg, so you know he uh, he has no loyalties to either of us. Dan, dang, um, he's been
1: stepping. I, I I had iron that could have been being smelted at that. Yeah, very well, he, moment. Was,
0: he was he was you know he whoever smelted dealt it. I think is what <laughs> happened. Um, he uh, anyway, we we had a really good time. I was playing with uh, several folks. Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I don't know how much I'm going to stick with it. I hope so, but it is definitely one of those uh, great multiplayer games that is fun with, with a, a group of friends. You have a common task, you have a common goal and uh, getting to it is a challenge and it is is really fun. It lets you figure out how to do things in cool ways. Like one of the classes literally lets you create platforms. You have a gun that shoots platforms so you can burrow through walls and create platforms. You can really be creative in how you approach a level and the way you go through it. And then you get to the end and you do the thing and then you have to escape and get your way back out as lots of monsters and bugs and stuff are crawling around. You have to attack them. Um, it's cool. And there's also this one uh, game mode that I thought was so neat. You, you know, you have this big mining machine and you have to connect pipes in certain ways. And when you connect the pipes, they create these grindable rails that you, you can grind like a skater or, a, a, you know, an inline skater or a skateboarder. Uh, so they create these like quick roller coaster rides all around these underground tunnels and so you'll you know you'll be fighting and it'll be like oh there's a, a a pack of enemies that have come all the way on the other side so you just hop on a thing and you grind and you can shoot as you're grinding so clever so fun that's deep rock galactic a a really fun multiplayer game I'm digging it and then finally uh, I got an early code to a game that's entering early access I think as you're listening to this it should have already be out i think the 24th is when it's released it's called fights in tight spaces uh this is very much my jam it is a card based turn based strategy game where you are you are a martial artist in an action movie very uh akin to something like a um a super hot where you're kind of choreographing an epic fight scene step by step. It reminds but this me time you- of like John Wick
1: Hex in some regard also like yeah. different with the card mechanic, but similar and kind of how you mentioned it's super hot where it's like what you do and when you do it matters. I love seeing action games um, broken down like this. What is it? And God, I just lost it in my head. Deconstructed, right? It's like food game. Yeah. Deconstructed. It's like, here's the bun, here's the patty, here's the lettuce, here's the tomato. And that's what this looks yeah. like. It's really
0: cool. And it's a cool, it's, it's this three-quarter perspective in these very small, you know, tight spaces. It's right there in the title. Uh, but everything's uh, desaturated. There's no color. It's all these sort of white, um, just the, the shell of things. You know, you'll be in a garage and there'll be a car there with an open, you know, hood and a engine sticking out. But there's no color to it. It's all white. It's all abstracted. And all of the enemies and you are silhouettes, but three dimensional. It's like you are, you know, you can see the tie. Uh, it's it's uh, almost like this kind of cardboard cutout look, but three D. And there's a variety of enemies. Some of them are like you know using blow torches. Others have guns and baseball bats and all kinds of stuff. And you got to take them out. And the way you take them out is you play cards. And so it's very much a card based attack system. Go fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you you have attacks on a card. Uh, you have movement on a card. So it's like Hearthstone, like you only have a certain amount of mana, not called mana here, obviously, but a certain amount of of cards you can play on a turn and you have to figure out the most effective strategy in order to, you know, you can slip around a guy and then force him, He like he has an attack queued up and you see where it's going to land and you can move out of the way and then his attack will actually hit one of his buddies. So it creates these really cool, you know, Jackie Chan style uh attack sequences and then when you finish the level you can hit a replay and it does everything smoothly so it really looks like a choreographed fight scene i mean it's not quite as smooth as you would want but it's got dynamic camera angles and it it makes it all let you see the fight that you stepped through you know turn by turn in one fluid motion and it it's a pretty slick idea, and it is also a roguelike, so you're, you know, like Slay of the Spire or something. You're ascending through each room, and you have a finite amount of, of health, so you're trying to get as far as you can to the end of the, the level by, you know, taking as little damage and beating up all the guys. Very cool. Great aesthetic. Really great idea. Great concept. It's in early access, so they're going to continue to refine it. I hope they figure out a way to make the replay feel even more cinematic. Cause it's, it's pretty cool now, but I would love to see the, you know, it's still a little herky jerky between uh, the rounds between the turns. And if they could figure out a way to smooth that together and re- really make it feel like a fight scene, that would be so awesome.
1: I'd love like, like maybe the next version of this to be like raid, uh, IPed, right. Cause I, like, or like dread, Three oh, yeah. D like climbing the towers yeah. just made me think of like, you know, putting—I'd love to see Judge Dread in that style of thing, and you're beatboxing your way—not beatboxing—that's a—but you know what I mean, Fighting yeah. your way up up the floors, literally and figuratively. Yeah, this game looked really, really cool. Um, and it was all mouse and keep like you're, you're clicking on the cards. I couldn't quite yeah. make out the interface of kind of how you're playing. And
0: stuff. yeah, I mean, it supports a controller, but it, you're everything you do is by clicking on cards. You can rotate the camera around to get a better view of what, but it's all. You know, it's all turn-based, grid-based. You know, you can move to this square. They're going to attack that square, so you better get off that square. But there's somebody blocking you, so hopefully you have a card that lets you slip by a guy or rotate a dude or grapple and throw. And it uses the environment, so you'll have like a, you know, um, headbutt or something where you grab somebody's head and slam it on something. And if they're near a wall, you'll slam it into the wall. If they're near the hood of a car, you'll slam it down on the hood of a car. It's context-sensitive like that really really cool game again it's called fights in tight spaces it just went into early access so it's discounted on steam i recommend it i mean it's very much my gen i love card-based battle systems and this one is unique and different and really fun very cool all right uh let's thank our third sponsor which is ritual oh my gosh do you know what's in your multivitamin do you take a multivitamin you should be taking a multivitamin and you should know what's in your multivitamin. Sugars, GMOs, synthetic fillers, artificial colorants, not to mention animal byproducts like sheep's wool and gelatin from hooves and hides. All those are ingredients you might find in a multivitamin. But Ritual isn't your typical multivitamin. Ritual is clean. It's vegan-friendly. It is made with key nutrients and forms your body can actually use with no shady extras. My wife's been taking Ritual for months now. Uh, Ritual first launched as a a women's only supplement or designed specifically for women. Uh, They have since added other formulas, a formula for men, a formula for teens. So there's women, men, and teens. Uh, These are scientifically developed to help support those different life stages, which is pretty cool. Uh, My wife loved her Ritual because she didn't need to take it with food. That's one of the big things about Ritual multivitamins. Even sensitive stomachs don't have to, you don't have to worry about taking them with food. You can take them with or without food. Uh, and they fill in the gaps in your diet. It's great, including they have vitamin D3 in them. Uh, you always know where the nutrients come from, thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. So they tell you everything about it, completely transparent, which is great. And uh, because it's a subscription, it's easy. It comes right to your door every month with free shipping, always. You can start, snooze, and cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. You deserve to know what's in your multivitamin. That's why Ritual is offering listeners of DLC 10% off during their first three months. Visit ritual.com slash DLC to start your Ritual Today that's r i t u a l dot com slash d l c. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of DLC. We do have parting gifts coming up, so stick around for those. But Chris Berto, thank you so much for being here. It's been so so much fun talking to you.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been a pleasure. Actually, Uh, I was I was really nervous. (laughs) To be perfectly honest with you guys, Uh, you guys want a tight, you guys want a very tight ship, not. Unlike uh, what we have going on over at MegaDads, so uh, quite quite the change yeah, of pace. Yeah, you know the dress here, code so that we enforce.
0: So uh, the it's, it's it's there's a lot of oh, requirements. You know, no, I'm 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 glad you had a good time. It's, Tell folks <laughs> where they can yes. keep up with you and the things that no, you do.
2: Oh man, um, mostly on on Twitch uh, Twitch TV slash MegaDads. Uh, assume there Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, nine PM Eastern. Uh, otherwise. Um, Follow the Megadads uh, Twitter account, the at the Mega Dads. Uh, You can follow mine, but I don't know what it's gonna. End up. My Twitter handle is kind of uh, in flux right now; it's changing, so mm. I'm not gonna give that one out just yet. Um, but yeah, so follow the Megadads or the Megadads Twitch, uh, YouTube. We're we're putting a bunch of stuff over on YouTube now. We got all of our report cards, our reviews. I'm sorry, um, and some uh, original content going up on YouTube as well. We've got some new stuff coming up. We got a cooking show that's going up. We've got uh, some some new content plans. So just youtube.com dot slash uh, megadads, um, megadads. dot
0: for all the things.
2: That's just that's good folks. I'm at. Over that's there, what I'm doing. Megadads,
0: good folks. Christian Spicer, what do you got going on this week?
1: Well, if you missed it, I did put out my direct focused newsletter and you can subscribe to my new newsletter at tinyletter.com slash Christian Spicer. There is an archive up there too, as well. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep everything up in the archive, but right now the past newsletters are there. You can dabble. The formatting gets changed a little bit. It looks like with like where the pictures are versus where I see them email doesn't matter. I like the content. People uh seem to like it. And thank you to all the replies. I, I, I believe i've i get back to everybody i'm trying my best i think there's a few replies i still need to get back to but i really love the the dialogue that's happening there and, and they're really fun conversations um and then i stream this show typically at 7 15 p.m pacific time on my twitch which is twitch.tv slash christian spicer where we have our wonderful faces and doing the video putting some work in it there um and then the occasional other game stream. I'm, I'm really wanting to make Valheim like a, have like a time, but we haven't found that. A
0: Val time.
1: Val time. Ooh, Jeff, this is. Mm. Take that. No, that was good. Alex and Dan.
0: Take it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Get out of here. Who's the successful one now? <laughs> it's still them. It's still, them. It's still Aww, both of them. No, Jeff, stop it. Stop it.
1: <laughs> um, But yeah, but you can find those archives, uh, uh, on my Twitch as well.
0: All right. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Canada, which is spelled with two N's and one T. And there are other shows you can check out if you're so inclined. Uh, you want to learn about some science and maybe laugh while you're learning. Well, I got the show for you. It's called we have concerns. You can find it at WeHaveConcerns.com, where Anthony Carboni and I look at some really interesting science stories and barely understand them, but then pass that misunderstanding along to you in the form of comedy. Uh, you should check it out. We have concerns.com. I also talk about movies and television shows on the slash Filmcast with David Chen and Devinder Hardwar. You can find that at slash filmcast.com. This week we're talking about a phenomenal movie called Nomad Land. Oh, I, man. I believe you an,
1: meant to call it, you review content, right? Isn't that content. all it's called? It's just, it just, you it's, know, it's
0: everything is content. Right? Everything, everything is, is content. content. That's, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> slash film cast is, is that show. Uh, I also do a show about the fan controlled football league, which is basically Madden in real life. There's been two weeks of games now. They've been incredible. The fans are calling all the plays. The fans are deciding who plays. It's it's like playing Madden, but it's real human beings that you're controlling in a professional elite athlete football league. You got to check it out. I do an official companion show on Thursdays at 2.30 p.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv F-C-F. Check it out. It's tons of fun. Um, what else? You can buy a cameo, cameo.com slash Jeff if you want a limerick. I feel like there's other things. Oh, Dungeon Run. Check out the Dungeon Run. We're trying to bring it back. We're working real hard. <laughs> Find the Dungeon Run on YouTube or as a podcast by searching for the Dungeon Run. All right. Let's wrap the show up now with our parting gifts. Hey, give us a suggestion of what to do this week.
2: Give us a parting gift. This is your parting gift.
0: Orto, do you have a suggestion to help people get through their week?
2: Uh yeah. Um so besides podcasts, um last year I really got into audiobooks. Um I used to have before I moved, uh I had like a 45 Minute commute uh, and my podcast feed. I didn't have too much on this, so I'd run through that, you know, by Wednesday, and I would just have forty-five minutes each way, and then traffic and snowbirds and stuff like that. So I, I got into audiobooks, and I've been recommending audiobooks to a lot of people. I, I just sit in the car for you know hour and a half plus each day, and um, there are apps out there. I use the Library app, which is fantastic. Things like Audible work, but it's for me, it's it's cost prohibitive it's just way too expensive um to do through audible but um yeah i use i I use the library app Libby. Um, right i'm actually i'm just finishing up yeah yes libby um i am just finishing up uh one of the star wars books um i don't ever read or listen to anything good it's all it's all just kind of like nerdy uh novels and stuff like that so I, i i've in the last year, I've gone through the entire, uh, excuse me, mm. the entire Witcher series. I listened to that whole thing. Um, I've listened to um, probably ten, fifteen Star Wars uh, books nice. in the last uh, twelve months. Um, Ready Player One and Two, I listened to back to back. Yeah, no, it's just a great way to. If you're, you're stuck in traffic. I I can't listen to talk radio. I hate the actual radio, and um, I don't have a lot of music on my phone. I no music on my phone actually, um, and when I'm done with podcasts, I'm like, all right, well, put on put on a book, and uh, I, I'm able to listen to books at, at work sometimes. I, I kind of have my own kind of cube, so if I'm not out running about the hospital, I can just put in a, a book great. and just kind of listen. Yeah, and so, li- yeah, the audiobooks. Libby app is huge. Yeah, love- like you said, it,
0: it you know, cost prohibitive. Audiobooks can be expensive. You can get them for free with a library card. Mm-hmm. All you need is a library card. It's phenomenal. The Libby oh, it's app fantastic. will rent you audiobooks is what i did when i had my eye surgery i listened to audiobooks on the Libby app almost exclusively because i couldn't look at anything it was great
2: yeah i just don't have time i don't i I can't read i get comfortable and i fall asleep so i'm like no just listen to it because i can't sleep in the car what is
0: your parting gift
1: uh dispersed camping it is i don't know what that is so dispersed camping is um camping where there's not a campsite um, so you want to go to like a national forest or the Bureau hmm. of land management. And it's, it's allowed, you know, encouraged anywhere. You basically. gotta watch
0: nomad land, dude.
1: I it's, it's queued up. Also,
0: you just to make that. sure
1: I wasn't talking like, did you hear uh Scorsese's comment about how Netflix calls everything content? That's what that was in relation. Oh, that's
0: what him. that was referenced yeah. to. I did not catch that.
1: No. Yeah. He was like, they, everything's just content to them. I make movies. I don't make content, uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, dispersed camping. It's free and it's a little sometimes can be hard to do because you're off the grid. You know, so you'll actually need to download a map or have a paper map. But essentially, in a national forest, you can just camp anywhere. That's how you get these postcard style campsites. Um, yeah. They encourage you. I'll it's see also you use- how you
0: get eaten by bears. But go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they encourage you to use like, uh, fire trails and you, you're not supposed to disrupt the nature. So you, if someone else has camped there before there's maps and resources you can find online of where there is a, a fire pit, if you know, fires are allowed and how to get to certain areas and stuff like that. And you have to bring all your own stuff in and pack everything out because there's no, you know, resources or any, uh, anything in there, but it is absolutely, absolutely beautiful. We took, um, our, our off-road rig to Trona pinnacles which is about three hours outside the greater Los Angeles area I think it was Star Trek 3 was filmed there um, a bunch of music videos as well it's like crag it used to be a, 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 a lake you know millions of years ago and there's like these pipes or like just rock formations that were built up in under the water all these uh, years ago that are still there and it's it's very otherworldly um, and just absolutely incredible. Uh, such a wonderful experience. I only got, you don't have to have an off-road rig to go uh, to Toronto Pinnacles if you're in the LA area. We pushed it out a little further. I got nervous twice. Uh, <laughs> just like, I got the whole family in here. We made it through. We made it through. Um, but if you haven't done it, it's that time of year, I feel like, for a lot of the US where the weather is getting nice. Um, look into dispersed camping. It's, in my opinion, the best the best way to do it. It's just you and nature. its It's beautiful.
0: All right.
2: I think people would do this in front of our Best Buys and stuff like that. When, yeah, uh, I just first for my Xbox 360
0: one time. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so i done that. You're not near <laughs> other people. That's
1: the difference is that you're often yeah. the only people out there. Um, so it's more like trying to get a PS5.
0: Uh, <laughs> gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I want to recommend what I consider to be the funniest movie I've seen in years. I think it's a work of genius. I want to memorize it. It's one of those movies that I want to just be part of me. I want to reference lines, and I want everyone to get my references. So that's why I want all of you to watch it. It's called Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Uh, It is hilarious. It is hilarious. Kristen Wiig uh, reunites with uh, one of her co-stars from Bridesmaids. Is their follow-up to Riding Bridesmaids. And my goodness, I hurt myself laughing. I think it is a genius. Don't read anything about it. Just, I know it's $20 right now. It's To rent it is $20 on Amazon, which is no small amount. You will want to own this movie if you're like me. Uh, I, I want to watch it over and over and over again and memorize it because it's that funny. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Get on it. Get on it. And we also got a listener suggested parting gift. This comes to us from Richard in Texas, Texas. Hearts go out to Texas. Richard, hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing okay. Hope you're surviving the the cold. Uh, Richard says, hey, Spice Man and Conosticator. I like the Conosticator. That's pretty pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Richard says, as my parting gift, I'd like to recommend a podcast, The Soundtrack Show. David W. Collins does a college-level dive into soundtracks from your favorite movies and video games. This week's episode is surreptitiously about The Legend of Zelda, but he's also done an episode on Super Mario Brothers. Check it out. I promise you'll learn something. Stay rad. This is cool. I have not heard of the soundtrack show before, but Christian, I know you're such a big fan of soundtracks for video games. Maybe you'll dig this one.
1: Yeah, it sounds right up my alley.
0: Yeah. If you want to have your parting gift read on the show, you can send it to us via email. It's dlcfeedback at gmail.com. We'd also love to hear from you. That's going to do it for this episode of DLC. Thanks again to Chris Berto and Christian Spicer for hanging out with me. Thanks to our musical contributors, Patrick L., Sean Madigan, and Zero Star for making those cool bumpers. Uh, Thanks to all the folks here live watching the show, seeing the video version. We appreciate you. And thank you to each and every one of you who download the show and put us in your ear holes. We'll be back next week. Until then